Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Tuesday. Um, after uh, the holiday, the market's being off. Uh, they've got a lot to digest, a few earnings coming out, some big guys like Walmart and Home Depot. We'll talk about those and more in just a few moments uh, when we get on air with Dave. But before we do that, let's just not forget that, uh, man, if you are five years out or less from retirement, even maybe 10 years, this is a vital time for you. Making sure that the amount of risk you have in your portfolio is the right amount of risk. It lines up with what you need and should have. That's why I developed the core retirement design. Give us a call at 863-382-0037. Just because of your core retirement design phone consultation. Hey, with that, we've got Dave coming up next. FM. Howdy. Glad you're here today. I appreciate you. It's 839 now, 21 before 9. Time to check in and see what the uh, Wall Street goons are doing to your IRA and 401k. And it's last few days kind of been a goon squad, too, unless you uh, happen to have invested in the Dow. What it looks like yesterday was the same. Let's check in with Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services and say hi this morning. Philip, good morning. Are you, you found your way into work all right this morning. Uh, actually, no. I decided that the fog was falling, and I decided to hold off just a little bit and actually come to you from the home office today, uh, just because uh, given it maybe another half hour, 45 minutes, and hopefully it'll lift back up a little bit and I can uh, make my way in a little easier. I was going to say, I'm glad you decided to do that. I don't think it's it's been the better part of a year since I've seen the fog so thick up on our end of 27 where I couldn't even see the highway out our window for a while. And that's maybe 100 yards, and that's about it. It was that bad. So, I mean, pea soup, if you guys are out there on the road today, leave the dang low beams on because we can't see you even if you think you can see us, and you probably can't. Uh, setting the table from yesterday, we had this two days in a row, which had kind of a weird setup. The uh, blue chips on the Dow actually eked out a 130-point gain, but the Standard & Poor's was off by 11. That's almost a quarter of a That's a little over a quarter of a percent. And the NASDAQ continues its slide down over half a percent, down 69 points yesterday. Looking at the futures this morning, it kind of looks to me like the Dow is going to join the party and go down as well, doesn't it? It does, but let's remember, Dave, there was no trading yesterday, right? Uh huh. Yep. The few. Uh, that's right. I meant Friday. <laughs> misspoke. You are right. Friday. Friday was not fun, and it's not going to look like it's going to be a lot of fun uh, today. I forgot all about that because we were both here yesterday morning. It felt like the market should be open. Yeah. Uh, but, it, but it's falling like a rock this morning again. That it sure is. I kind of start out the morning with one of my tip sheets with some actually good news in the process. Everybody's saying that the chances of a recession this year are going up, 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 up. The Federal Reserve is going to look at a half a percent increase in the interest rate, yada, yada, yada. Well, here's one of the bigwigs that's kind of becoming an outlier. Goldman Sachs economists are saying, eh, I don't think so. They've actually slashed their 12-month recession probability forecast. Uh, down to 25%. They had been better than one out of three. They're down to 25% because they say that the uh, the employment economy is so doggone strong, even the Federal Reserve can't kill it. My biggest fear is that sounds like a challenge to me, doesn't it, you? Yeah, and that, that is a concern as well, Dave, because, you know, the Fed 
they don't ever figure out they've done too much until it's too late and then we have to pay for it. Um, and so that's where I think a lot of folks feel like, yeah, Goldman Sachs is probably right on the employment front, but um, you know, that just means the Fed is going to overdo it and, and ultimately will come crashing down. But they're, you know, they, they've not backed off of their horses though, because they, um, you know, a week or so ago, they were in that boat saying, you know, I think we're gonna have a soft landing. The the chances, obviously, the, the numbers you gave are even a, a lower percentage than it was two weeks ago that they gave. But um, we just have to, you know, just because they say it doesn't mean that's what's going to happen. Oh, yeah. I did a little historical run through. There have been nine times in the last uh, 30, 35 years the Federal Reserve has gone on an inflation busting campaign nine times. Eight of those times, they managed to throw us into a recession. So your point that the Federal Reserve doesn't react until it's too late, well, it looks like their track record tends to indicate that. So anytime they start going on that run, you start getting nervous. The only thing that really saves my morale is the fact that the absolute numbers that they're doing on the interest rates are still way below where they got the last few inf- inflation-fighting campaigns they went on. I mean, 8 9 10% Federal Reserve counter rates aren't that unusual taken over the last 25, 30 years. Not that I want to see it, but uh, take it from that standpoint, okay, fine. 94 was the only time they managed a soft landing. And, uh, you know, they've got a long way they can go if they can just hold their fire a little bit. Yeah, they do. I mean, you're right. Compared to those numbers being at 5.2, 5.5, that's, uh, which is kind of their target. Um, then that, that's a, a big difference. But, you know, if they get to 5.5 and it's still heated, you got to think, Dave, they're going to continue to go up that ladder until uh, until we say I give. And that's 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 always the danger. Over overachievement is not a virtue when you're talking about interest rates. Definitely not. Definitely not. <laughs> it's a quiet day macro-wise. We got virtually nothing coming over the ticker early this morning. We are going to get some home figures, though, later on this morning. Existing home sales uh, for January and month-over-month figures. That may be a market mover today that, uh, with a little bit of luck, it'll be a surprise and uh, maybe actually turn what looks like a lot of red ink around this morning. The rest of the macro stuff that really is going to be market mover really doesn't hit until tomorrow at 2 p.m. when the Federal Reserve minutes from their last meeting are released and that's the time the green eye shades and now basically all of us start parsing every syllable they say to try to figure out what's on their brains as far as the march meeting is concerned and uh, it's going to be a long time because the march meeting isn't until the end of march so we're going to be sweating this through for a long time yeah we are it does seem like this is a little bit longer distance between the last meeting and this this uh next meeting but um but it also gives them time dave to get another cycle of economic updates so uh you know maybe that's a blessing that that we have a little bit longer to go because maybe the next set of numbers that come out in march will uh will give a little better indication that the inflation is coming under control you must be an optimist this morning. Oh, I'm I got to say, it's, it, yeah, it's almost lighter side stuff, but I get a kick out of it. One of the big brokerage houses upgraded Norfolk Southern Railways to a buy status. All you got to do is tip over a toxic chemical tank car, and somebody's going to want to buy your stock, right? 
Well, I'm assuming it took a beating because of that, and they're now thinking that it's very undervalued. So that, that, uh, I'm sure that's exactly the reason. But get, get, Norfolk Southern upgraded to buy after the Ohio train derailment. Everybody sold them like chiclets. All of a sudden, now they look like a bargain. Uh, on the serious front, earnings season continues, and uh, probably the gold standard for retail stocks put out a pretty good report last night. But uh, uh, the guidance was kind of soft on Walmart, I gather. Yeah, it was. Walmart, um, they did. They beat up across all lines. I mean, the, the top and bottom line for their holiday quarter was was very good. And so that was uh, a positive note. However, um, that was their fourth quarter. So that means they're starting their new year now. And, and so they came out with uh, a much cautious outlook for this next year. Um, saying that consumers are trading down and purchasing fewer discretionary items, which is where they make a lot of their money, is in that you come in and buy groceries and you walk out with stuff you didn't intend. Um, but the, but it is improving a little bit, Dave, because they Walmart was down four uh, percent earlier this morning when the report first came out. Um, that that loss has been cut down. It's about two point six percent right now. Ooh. That's still a big dump for the nation's biggest retailer. They're, they border on a, on a national leading indicator, don't they? Well, they, they really kind of do, you know, because they, they cut across a lot of different sectors, right? I mean, grocery, discretionary, department store type stuff. So, so they do cut through a lot of different uh, sectors in retail. No, they're also just pure size. Somebody once put out a figure that one out of every 200 people in this country works in one form or another for Walmart. So it's kind of like they used to say about GM, as goes Walmart, so goes the country, right? Yeah, and, and I saw, well, it wasn't them. as Home Depot, we'll talk about them in a minute, raising their minimum uh, wage for their store employees. All right, which kind of leads us into Home Depot because I spent some money there this weekend. Did I help them at all? Well, maybe and maybe not because they <laughs> they had a well that'll be this quarter right maybe you helped them for this quarter um, last quarter though they uh, they had lighter than expected sales uh, they Uh-oh. were expected to do like almost thirty six billion dollars and they came in at thirty five point eight three billion dollars so um, in in terms of of billions, that's that's a significant miss on uh, retail sales. And now on earnings, they did beat by about two cents a share. They came in at three dollars and thirty cents, but that wasn't enough to really uh, curtail the the decline from the sales standpoint. Plus, you know, they they kind of said, you know, going forward again, there's a lot of uncertainty in this next year. And uh, and so that's got everybody in an uproar when it comes to their stock. They're trading down today, four point, almost four point two percent. Ouch! I feel like I'm another planet. Seeing Home Depot and Walmart toward the top of my big loser list in the morning. I'm not used to seeing that. I've noticed that Lowe's is kind of getting a sector hit off of Home Depot. They're right behind Walmart on the loser list this morning. So it's kind of a blue chip loser list I got in front of me. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that anything that the hardware related, construction related is probably taking a little bit of a hit right now. I got two more for you. I've got mm. uh, HSBC Holdings, which is a bank, mm-hmm. uh, and they had a good fourth quarter. Uh, I think I saw the number where they had a five point 
it was a $5.2 billion that they made or something this last quarter, uh, but a, a good quarter, never, nevertheless. Um, and so they've been able to, they had strong revenue and they were able to lower some of their operating expenses. So they're trading up four and a half percent this morning. Actually, Dave, that's going to be a new 52 week high for them. Um, their old 52 week high was $37.72. If they opened right now, they'd open at thirty nine dollars and three cents. I don't I don't remember them as being a super consumer bank in terms of consumer credit. So they might not have had the big debt, you know, bad debt write off anticipation either. No, that could be. Uh, and then the last one I have for you is Medtronics, the healthcare technology company. Um, and they had a pretty good third quarter. Uh, they beat by about three cents a share, came in at a dollar thirty revenue beat expectations as well. We've got them. Well, they were up earlier. Now they flipped around. They're actually down about six tenths of a percent right now. Hmm. Yeah. On my delayed quotes, they're still at the top of my winner list. Things move quickly. Evidently, somebody read a paragraph or two in and didn't like what they found. Huh? I, I guess so. Kind of looks like it. Resetting the table now that I know what day of the week it is and the fact that we were closed yesterday. Uh, Friday was an up day for the blue chips and the Dow, a down day for both the S&P and the NASDAQ. Uh, We kind of alluded to it. This morning is starting out kind of rough. 45 minutes early. What is happening? Well, it is uh, is rough this morning, Dave. The Dow is down almost 1%, $329 right now. The S&P 500 down uh, about nine-tenths, that's $37. The NASDAQ 100 is down almost 1.2%, that's $145. And the Russell 2000 is down one and a quarter this morning, that's about $24. So everything is solid red uh, on that front. Uh, Flipping over to the commodity side, kind of a mixed bag this morning, we got silver heading up by four-tenths. It's trying to get to 22, Dave, is at 21.80 right now an ounce. Gold down a quarter, and then crude oil uh, up three quarters of a percent, seventy-seven dollars and eight cents a barrel. I think that's probably about where it was yesterday. Similar neighborhood, yeah. Asian rim markets were mixed at the close at six a.m. Europe is looking at our futures and saying, "Oh no, they're all almost down by a full third." Kind of green eye shade stuff. But you and I were talking about it before we went on the air. The interest rate inversion between the ten-year uh, and the thirty-year is approaching that status. Uh, how close are we now? Do you have the uh, interest rates up? So, You've got the instant yep, so quote. we're at uh, four hundredths of a percent. Well, four hundredths of a percent difference. Yeah. That, that'll make it unanimous. Absolutely anything will out-earn a 30-year Treasury bond, and uh, that's the stuff that scares the pants off investors. Uh, not fun so far this morning, but uh, if you've got a plan, you're probably not worried too much about your retirement. If you don't have a plan, you got to call Philip. How do I find you to get that plan? Okay, then give us a call at 863-382-0037. Call and schedule your core retirement design. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730 and 95.3 FM. And back here again tomorrow. Philip, thank you so much. We'll see you then. All right, man. Have a great day. Thank you. Take care. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services, Philip Statler. Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope that you have a great day. Be careful. It's foggy out there this morning. Hey, join us again tomorrow, same time, same place. Until then, have a great day.